Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Newsworthy. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is... Steady Steve, back for another show. Yep, we're doing two in one day, doubling up. Power That's right. Up. Yeah. Yep, only uh, we did one live, and uh, Mike developed the COVID apparently. So he couldn't make this one. No, we didn't. Is that the reason the why? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's not what I have. No, we, uh, <laughs> we did it over the internet, as we always do for Newsworthy. That just seems to be how that one goes. Kind of works out with our schedules and everything now. Well, um, Mama had to come home to, to take care of her dad. So. Seems, seems fair enough. We got some interesting stuff to talk about, and uh, so and some not so interesting things to talk about. I'm kind of excited about the DVD releases for the week. A couple movies I'm gonna buy, uh, mm. but we'll get to that in a bit. To start off, we got some VOD releases on June 9th. We've got 40 Years of Rocky, um, a documentary about the Rocky series. Uh, that might think, be interesting. Think like a dog, a Dub Foundation dog film. That looks. That sounds about like it's. I don't know if there's a movie that's more not for me, um, <laughs> that's ever been made. Probably a ten. You never know. I'm not. Never said it would be bad. I just said that's probably not going to be much it's for me. Starring Megan Fox. You're kidding. No, Gabriel Bateman, Josh. I can't pronounce that last that's name. That's not starring. I think that's probably she probably shows and, up for two seconds. And Megan, no, that's her in the box art. Now that I'm looking at it, I think that's her. I guess playing the wife. She looks CGI'd onto the box art, Dad. She does, <laughs> She really does. You can see the lines where she was. Gosh dang it! I'm not saying it's it's a it's any good. I'm only saying it's it's Megan Fox. Okay, that's whatever they want to do. It is what it is. Well, we'll see. I'm gonna. It's and it's a dub film. Well, Megan Fox can be in a dub film. That's, I should, that's judge. That's judgmental. She's actually be. been pretty active on that side of, on uh, that kind of mentality. I mean, she was. So she, she's. I I, I want to say she's she leans that direction, especially recently. Okay. She went out of Hollywood and everything, and she wanted to focus she's on some, her kids and all that stuff. And okay. and okay. Uh, good. good for her. So I mean, it, it was what it was, and uh, you know I, I think well, well, what I think what hurt her career was being apart with Michael Bay, and that that hurt her a lot because she was trying to get onto the scene, and Michael Bay is one of the, a very misogynist kind of director in the way he does things, and pretty much put her in a role that she really looked kind of dumb in because that's just the way he makes movies is making women look stupid and making them sex objects, which I mean is is how a lot of movies have done it. I'm not rolling only him under the bus but 
You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't a good role for her. Yeah. And then from there, she didn't have much of an option. You know, she did uh, that. I think Jennifer's body is a legitimately funny, uh, satire-ish movie, but a lot of people hate it, so... I don't okay. know. It is what it is, but either way. Uh, some more movies? A Bob Dylan documentary, Return to Hardwick, Infamous, which is an action-adventure movie. Uh, Darkness Falls is coming June 12th. Uh, that's a 2020 thriller. That one looks actually like something I might be interested in, um, but we'll have to see. It's from Vertical Entertainment. So so some stuff. It's just, uh, they're really, you, you got to think, that's one of the interesting things which we'll maybe cover in the news is how thin Hollywood's going to be. Uh, they're going to run out of movies they could put out there because really the only thing they could put out is what they already had ready. Or already shot, and you could, somebody could edit maybe at home and send the, the copy around. You can't film, so that's all on hiatus right now. So yep, you're, you're right. we're going to see a gap. You know, even if movie theaters open, they're going to have to find new and creative ways to fill that time with movies because, well, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of projects that have been, you know, sat on for a while that they could put out, but most of those aren't any good. You know, if you're sitting on it for that long without it coming out. And, you know, they're probably not particularly great. You know, there's a lot to be said about it. Uh, but pretty fascinating yeah. either way. Um, but we do also have uh, some remasters to talk about. Uh, okay. Screen Factory has one movie. Um, they've been really powered up recently with their films. Uh, they got one this week. Uh, Princess Caribou is uh, from Shout Select. Uh, I've not seen it. Uh, nor am I very interested, but I'm sure there's quite a few people interested in that. That is it's... pretty funny. Um, we always talking about the movie posters that I need to re-inventory and do. Yes. Princess Caribou is one of the movie posters that really? I have. Yes. That's pretty interesting, actually. Uh, I figured it'd wind up in the girls' room, you know, the grandkids' room at some point. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing the film, but anyway. Well, I'm sure it's a pretty good movie. Uh, well, not every show select movie is, is great, but well, that's, that's at least got an audience, you know, for it yeah. that, that's asking for it. So Yeah, true. They must think it's worth, worth a little bit of time. Yeah. And uh, Criterion has an unmarried woman uh, coming out. Uh, that's a uh, Paul Marzerski film. Uh, I haven't seen that either. Um, so it looks like I'll be spending my money on your DVD releases that you'll be talking about. Mm, well, there's probably only one. Uh, are you ready for that? Yeah. We got some television shows coming out. You got Doctor Who, which is always, a, I'm sure, a pretty big movie release. I never could get into that. But you got the 12th season of Doctor Who. You got the 11th season of Modern Family. You got Power season six, the Stars film, and uh, that's the, that's it for that. Uh, then we've got on for films for movies. You've got Think Like a Dog, which mm. after seeing that, you know, I may have to just watch it just to see if, to see what time it is. Uh, you got a movie called Outback, which did not look good at all to me. But I think it looks kind of cool. Actually, uh, IMDb has got a 7.3 rating on it, so it may be all right. I don't know. That looks kind of uh, neat to me. Yeah. See you have We Summon the Darkness, and then the movie that I think you'll be most interested in is The Hunt. I didn't care as much for it as you guys did, but, you know, it's I will right. get The Hunt and We Summon the Darkness. I like both of those a lot. We Summon the Darkness is a really cool... We talked about it today on the podcast a yeah. little bit where uh, Johnny Knoxville's in it. it. It's a fun movie. It's a cool spin on the satanic panic 
uh, and metalhead type uh, movies, and uh, I do recommend checking both of those out. I would say The Hunt's probably the better buy, um, but I would say I like both of them pretty well equally, in all honesty. So okay. I recommend them. I mean, I, I don't. It depends on the prices, like all things. You know, if I could pick them up for fairly reasonable, that'll be good. But they're also pretty good to buy, you know, maybe secondhand or something like that too. But definitely worth watching for sure. So check those out for sure. And then we obviously don't have any theatrical releases to talk about. Um, <laughs> but there's been some new movies uh, to talk, uh, that, that have come out on VOD. The one that comes to mind is that uh, uh, there's a movie with uh, Kevin James, the guy who was Paul Blart, Mall Cop. I forgot yeah. what it was called. Some, some, something with some girl's one name or something like that. And um, I forgot what it was called, but it doesn't really matter. I'm going to probably watch that. It's He's apparently playing like a a white nationalist in it um and it looks really strange and this chick apparently goes and kills a bunch of racist people so that sounds pretty awesome to me so <laughs> i think i'm gonna watch that uh maybe even tonight i might pick that one up i think it might be uh, stacy yeah. maybe that might be what it's called but either way while i'm trying uh, to find I'm that trying to, yeah i'm trying to look up his filmography uh, you got uh, becky that's it that's what it was Okay. Becky, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it's apparently it's really gory. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Maybe with we'll... Paul Blart in it. Yeah, it's got Kevin James in it. He's one of the bad uh, guys. Yeah, you'll love the box art. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's sure. uh, that's definitely something. He, I got to say that in the pictures of him on the film, it doesn't even he look looks like him. Awesome. It doesn't yeah, even look I mean, like he, him. He looks menacing. He's got a big bushy beard, and just just looks mad. I mean, he he really does look look good in this picture. That's crazy looking. Yeah, yeah, I'm, huh. I'm excited to see it. I've heard, actually heard it's a really fun movie. It's pretty gory apparently, um, but it's it looks like a good time. I, I do want to see it. Um, it's a weird time for it to come out. Uh, I will say that. Um, but I'm at least interested in seeing the movie. Apparently there's no nudity, so I'll, I'll buy it and maybe check it out. We could review it next week or something like that. So, how's yeah. that sound? <laughs> Rated R for uh, strong, bloody violence and grisly images and language. We don't need okay. to be doing too awful much research on a movie on the podcast, but I did want to talk about it, bring it up. It yeah. is a kind of a new movie, so if you're itching for a, a new movie that you haven't seen yet or many people haven't gotten around to yet, it's kind of like the theater just at home so maybe check out becky a good old exploitation flick it's a it might be a good time okay all right all right well either way uh we did an interesting spin on the uh on this i think we're gonna start doing news again instead of reviews um it's easier we're watching a lot of different films uh we no longer live together so i'm not forcing him to watch uh quality cinema any longer so he <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> And, no, uh, you're not. <laughs> well, yeah, we do have such such a wide taste in films. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, uh, a lot of times it was a struggle to figure out what film to watch as we tried to be fair and worry about the other person. I mean, I've got my Scott Adkins film I picked up at, you know, Family Video Day. What the heck is the title of this? It's going to be a terrible film. No Surrender. Uh, you know, he's probably in it about three minutes. Uh, that's the type of stuff we used to watch. So, uh yeah, it's kind of hard to share these films anymore. So, yeah. 
Yeah, um, that's okay though. We figure it out. But that, that's what that's what that the, the good benefits to digital sometimes are. We can true. share movies that way. But uh, either way, uh, go ahead and go with your new story. <laughs> All right. Well, I picked up a couple, both off of Screen Rant. Um, uh, let's see, Rebecca Van Van Acker, I believe her name is pronounced. Uh, off of Screen Rant again, uh, says that 90% of movie theaters may reopen by mid-July. Um, uh, you know, it, it, there's there's several films that are just in hold that I do want to see. Uh, I got to wonder, though, if... Yeah, well, that was the main one that they got right here on it, Tenet. And then uh, Mulan, which is a film that I really want to see. Yeah, is also uh, up there. And, uh, you know... I, it's really this this whole coronavirus thing is I think really been a hit the movie industry really hard obviously well uh, it's, including... it's hit them and it's kind of spurred very quickly the decline of the movie theater in a way um, or and I've always been one that said that movie theaters are going to be around and I still stand by that I really do think they will be it's all there's an audience obviously for them but I do think they're going to be around in a different capacity because Universal and many of the companies, uh, once Troll, uh, that Trolls World Tour has, was said to have disappointed a little bit, but did extremely well on the digital market. And it will only do better when there's more and more people buying it on Blu-rays. And there isn't near the cost to put it out on digital platforms as there is to put that out on physical or digital films, send it out to movie theaters, get the rights and stuff like that for these movies. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to it, but there's a lot of problems too. Um, you're just yeah. not making as much per ticket, stuff like that. Um, but I, I think that, because Universal said that the success of it has spurred them to go at that and the combination of AMC stupidly going, I'm not going to show any more of your movies and they're one of the biggest production studios Universal and Disney yeah. pretty much run a monopoly and everything else anymore is turning into indie studios even the big companies yeah. in comparison and um, which was probably a dumb move for them to make and then um, which we already talked about that yeah. you know what I mean it's just because well, they, they said they said on there that, that they are contemplating putting some movies out on VOD instead of theaters which we've talked about too i think is smart there's some movies that are just better that are going to be better at home they're just not worth the theatrical price um they're not worth throwing out a whole theatrical release and you can make some money putting it out at home people want to stay home sometimes you know you want to really enjoy a relaxing weekend movie comes out friday evening instead of having to go to the theater for let's say becky that was a perfect movie who would i wouldn't go see that in the theater I'd pay similar money, you know, to buy it, you know, on VOD and just enjoy it from the comfort of home with, you know, a thing of ramen noodles, for instance. It, it's just some movies make sense on on that format. And uh, I, I think that that's going to change. I think that that's going to continue to be the case more and more. While big blockbusters are going to continue to sell at movie theaters because they just make more money that way. And I think they're a better experience for moviegoers to go see those types of movies in a theater. You know, those types of movies just are, in my opinion, better on the big screen. And, well, that's uh, and audiences true. obviously obviously agree. I mean, they're still paying billions to go see uh, the Avengers and the Marvel films and the Disney movies and your Universal titles. Those are 
the big blockbusters are making more money than ever, you know. So, uh, but the the lower production movies are making less money because of the competition, and I think those movies are going to hit the VOD market instead. Uh, the problem with that is, is those movies, those huge blockbusters, don't come out all the time. So you've got a situation where, what do you got? Five movies a year that are just coming out and making, you know, your, your Jumanjis and whatever it is. There's, a, well, there's a lot more than that. Um, I, I think, well, I mean of, of what you're talking about. But I think what's going to wind up happening, and that's kind of what this article is getting at, talking about uh, some movies are now in favor of VOD streaming. Your Trolls World Tour is one of the things they're quoting here, which made more revenue in three weeks as a VOD than it did in five months in theaters. Yeah. Uh, some of these, that, that's going to hurt the theater chain because they have to try to stay in business in between the major money makers. The others keep them afloat. And yeah. then they make their money on the big ones. But if they can't keep afloat by showing films in between, then they're, they're probably just not going to be able to do it, especially theaters like our little our little feet theater down here. Yeah. Uh, our the I, I will say that our theater is kind of a minority of theaters, though, in, in general. For, for people. You don't have very many four-screen theaters around anymore unless they're very small cineplexes. I mean, there's some, obviously. But the majority of them are big multiplexes, which create their own set of problems along with them yeah. um, of having to fill those screens with something and uh, oftentimes movies that don't make a whole lot of money. Um, so it's going to be fascinating. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I think they're going to be around. Um, they make money. I just think they're going to have to find new and creative ways to do it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I think it. I, I think I hear your point. I, I see AMC's point as well that the, that the movies that the producing companies are going to have to throw the theaters a bone if they expect the other the other the big releases to come into theaters. Otherwise, at some point, it really will be down to like vacation destination places that have these theaters. There'll be a tourist attraction. And I, I think in the long run, that's not good for the, for the movie industry either. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to cut into there. So they've got to come up with a way, I think, to keep theaters open. I don't know about Little Farmington Theater. That's going to be sad, but, you know, I guess we've got one another, you know, 45 minutes from here. That's about as close as we got. For you, that's not a big drive. For us, yeah, we're probably not going to go to the theater. Yeah. So, it'll be fascinating. Uh, anyway. I, I wouldn't say it's doom and gloom. Uh, there's plenty of ideas that they could do. They just have to be smarter about the movies they're coming out with, uh, in my opinion. And our theater's still going to make money. And I think this, but there's going to be a huge boom when these theaters open up. And I think people are underestimating that. Um, I think when Tenant drops, you know, in theaters, even if coronavirus policies hit, the records are showing are just. You know, just film analysts are showing that that's going to do extremely well because there's going to be a bunch of people that want to get out. They want to go see a movie. Um, people are missing the movie theater experience. And I think there's going to be a boom for a good amount of time. And they need to capitalize on it. Release some of those movies that have been held back. Maybe even release some of these VOD movies into the theaters. You know, what hurt can that do? They're going to be cheap then. You know, well, that, that's show what maybe I Trolls think. World Tour on in theaters when they open back up. Hey, that's that's what I think that theaters yeah. ought to do a little more of, and that's where I think that the uh, movie industry themselves could throw these theaters a bone by throwing out these films that have been out, and, you know, and either just 
flat don't charge any money or you know just let them have it at a cheap rate so these theaters can go ahead and sell two dollar tickets or whatever yeah and then get people in the theater families especially where they'll spend a little bit of money on concessions to be fair maybe they do they'll be that. able AMC to does do that over the summer they do have yeah, like the big summer ones. movie right. day and with kids movies and yeah. I, I don't know how those sell um I, I'm assuming they did fairly well as they went throughout the summer, um, but those are never going to be big money makers, honestly. As the problem no, with that, no, they're, they're but you can't. They get people in a theater, but the the cost you have to have a lot of people in a theater to make the the low cost of that to work. Well, that's um, what I'm saying that they have to charge or just let them show them yeah. for for nothing, so the theaters yeah. oh, can. Oh, okay, yeah. That's that what sense. I'm getting at. You can't. The, the problem with doing that is. You're still paying a fairly, I, I have no idea, to be fair. But if I understand it right, it still costs quite a bit of money just to show a, a thing, yes, a film, it does. legally, in, in a place where you're selling tickets. I mean, honestly, who cares, you know, if whatever, if Indiana Jones trilogy is out there, and they made billions anyway, let them show them for a nominal fee or no fee. And if... 30 people show up for nostalgia night with their kids and buy, you know, a couple hundred dollars of popcorn, at least they've made enough money to pay their staff and stay open. Yeah, no, That's I kind of what that. I'm getting at. Uh, and you know, and then when, and then when think, Tenet and Mulan come out, then they can make serious money. Again. I do think these movie studios really do need to do something like that. I mean, movie theaters have, have helped the movie industry for a very long time, and it's not time to turn your back on the movie theaters. Um, I I would hate to see movie theaters go to the wayside because I, I do think they're a far superior way of watching most movies um, as the home experience is just it's cluttered I mean you've got, look at Netflix man you, you look at that and, and there's just so many choices of movies you know, it's just, and a bunch of it's trash and you hardly pay attention to it because it's streaming. You have no investment in it. You know, you didn't have to go through any effort. So you just start a movie, set it on the background. You got all sorts of distractions at home. You don't sit there and really watch the movie, or most people don't. And um, I think that's I, it. Would be it would be horrible to lose that. I think. So. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. You got anything uh, else? Well, the only other thing I'll throw out there is again on screen rent. This time, courtesy of Kendall Halliburton, uh, Criterion streaming service. The you know I th we had that at one time uh, is now showing um, free black uh, films that either have uh, from black filmmakers or that support black lives. I guess not necessarily Black Lives Matter, but centered on black lives is the way they put it. I think that's a pretty interesting thing. You know, this is an area where, uh, without going down a political rabbit hole, this is an area that has been pretty prominent in the last, what, 10 years with some really great films it's that have come out. It's been some time. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some really good films that, that come out of that. Uh, uh, you know, Black Klansman, uh, I don't know. You know, we could list a bunch of films that are really great films. Moonlight. That and uh, that are worth uh, seeing, and if you haven't sought out these films and you happen to be a Criterion collection, I think that's pretty cool. Apparently, we can get that for free somehow. I think they're doing it for uh, free, so you can just visit their website. And I don't even think yeah. you have to have a subscription. It's kind of the, they're what they're saying. Um, okay. You can watch these films. 
Uh, if I, I might be incorrect on that, but I, from what I read of it, that's that seems to be the case. Um, I think it's great. I think that's a really cool cool thing that Criterion's doing, and uh, I, I do recommend a lot of those. The Criterion uh, selection is a really good channel. Uh, the reason I don't have it currently is most of the Criterion films that I'm interested in, I do already have, um, but they keep releasing stuff all the time. You know, it's neat. Uh, I'm not dissing it. Um, I think it's a cool service. I, I'd have to, I haven't checked it out in some time, uh, so I think I might revisit it at some point. So, yeah, that's really cool, though. Check it out. I mean, and if they're free, you know, what, you know, there's very little cost in that. They got a lot of great films uh, from black filmmakers on their collection. So, check it out. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of looking at their site now, trying to figure out. Uh, they do have a 14 day free trial up. Um, but uh, I'm just looking at that now. So, okay. uh, either way, what have you got for news? My news story is the kind of about the Ghoulies uh, franchise. They're wonder the original, uh, the creators of the original Ghoulies film have um, been working on a reboot um, and trying to. Um, I've been passing around a petition for a while and it seems to have done well. Um, but then this, this story comes from uh, Blade Disgusting, uh, Graham Laneve uh, Painter. Um, and that is uh, co-creator uh, Jeffrey Levi and uh, the another writer-director Luca Bercovici um, are trying to get a Ghoulies reboot and I, I think it's for the first one so kind of more of that in a home which I think makes way more sense budgetarily um, to have that on like a in that kind of format so I think that could work out really cool and um, there's a lot of things you could do with a Ghoulies reboot Nick frankly can't cost a whole lot of money and if there's that many people willing to sign off on that thing why not you know i mean seriously just get the ghoulies again you know like you can't it can't cost that much money to get the ghoulies you know to get the rights to that franchise and all of that stuff so so i just recommend checking that out so i don't know are you excited would you be interested in a ghoulies uh, reboot of any sort? Uh, you know, I kind of like the Ghoulies. I dig them a little bit in a in that drive-in theater kind of way. Uh, I'd uh, certainly, as long as they kept the tone and the, kind of the style of the original films, I'd be down with I, that. I doubt you can, I doubt they would try and make a super serious rendition of Ghoulies. Um, you just would, would hope work. not. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. And I think it's cool. I hope they get. I hope it happens. Uh, some sometimes movie studios need to do what's called goodwill projects. That's um, pretty industry standard thing where there's movies that just won't make money, but that people there's a good portion of the fan base that wants to see, and you're, it gives your brand a good name if nothing else, and goodwill towards your company to show that you're not just in it just to make money, which you are, because it's a company but at the end of the day it's an image thing and I, I think it could help you know I think that would be a good goodwill statement for those 500 or so people that signed that petition and the the more too that would watch it alright so that's all I've got honestly for today um, do you have anything else you'd like to add to this no I'm good alright well I guess that concludes our, our podcast for today 
Um, you know, we don't have a whole lot to add. I will say that by the time you're listening to this, we will have our website up and running. Uh, we made a new website, so I want to hear some cheers for that. Yay! Yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, no, we've got a, it's under realbloodpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, it's our own website, and check it out. We should have uh, some daily dreads up. Uh, that'll be the continuation of the video form. Instead, I'll be doing like a more text-based uh, version of that. It probably won't be quite every day, but it'll be most days. Uh, we'll be some sort of blog post, whether it be news or uh, review or talking about collection or just whatever's uh, I think is interesting of that day. And uh, also our podcasts are going to be available through there, images, stuff like that, uh, to be able to find us and contact us. So it'll be really cool. But either way, until next time, we'll talk to you all later. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.